Hello, it's your favourite Sly Guy, Dave here. Just checking in before the start of the podcast to say if you love listening to this podcast and you're craving for more, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy podcast where there is an entire library of other hasn't been seen in the public stuff. Stuff that's a bit cheekier, a bit ruder, a bit naughtier. You get a bonus weekly podcast, which is up to 77 episodes now. We also have previous podcast series that we've tried, such as the Serial Killing a Podcast, and currently we are balls deep in the Champions League of Weird. Ben, is it okay if I say balls deep, or is that kind of offensive? So for as little as £2 a month, you can be supporting the podcast. Anything we make from the Patreon goes directly into the podcast. So that will help me to help you get better content, and also help me get a better producer, and I can sack Ben. I'm the slack guy. Hello and welcome to the Slag Guy podcast with me, your host, Dave Elliott. It's another day, it's another week. It's we're, we're still living, we're still cranking, we're still grinding, we're still stand up 69ing and isn't that right, Benny? Welcome to the podcast. I'm feeling good this week. Um I just feel like straight off the bat I need to come out. <laughs> and and not like that. I'm not ready for that yet. But I need to come out and I need to sort of um, explain myself. And Ben, I need to apologise to you. And, I'm, and I, I've never once been sorry to you before, or I, I probably won't be after I said this. But I feel like I need to say it off the bat. Ben, I fucked up. Last week's podcast, I just didn't post on YouTube properly, so there just hadn't been a video podcast basically from last week's episode since you know until I I just did it like two days ago. So, you know, sorry about that, Ben. All that hard work, all that editing, all that cutting, I just kind of just didn't put it up. But that's belligerence, isn't it? That's why this is a Sly Guy podcast, because sometimes I just fucking do whatever I want. Sometimes I just be a piece of shit, and other times, you know, I'm, I'm a reliable guy. This week I was a piece of shit, I fucked it. I also put up um, the wrong audio as well, um, and then had to delete that and re-upload it, so I lost a load of lessons. But hey, listen, Ben, nobody died. Okay, so you can stop sitting over there with your little fucking smug face being all, oh, I should have. No, I take responsibility. Like Akon, you know, you can put the blame on me. Now, also in the style of Akon, I will carry on and somehow try to vindicate myself of any blame. Like Akon in that song says, listen, you know, you, you can blame whoever you want. I'll take the blame, but also it was everyone else's fault. And yes, Ben as producer probably should be uploading the episodes every week, but he doesn't. So, I just want to apologise in case any of the loyal listeners, um, or Republican listeners, whoever, whoever are my listeners, think that, you know, something's gone wrong, and I'm not here, I'm here, I'm back, baby, it's okay, don't worry, last week's podcast, which, by the way, I think was maybe one of the, the few episodes, Ben, do you know offhand if we have had any part ones and part twos of any episodes, because I think that was... um. Father Father Faces Part 2 last week, basically, because there was more shit stories. And again, this week I potentially have more shit stories, but I just don't want this to become the Shit Guy podcast, so I'll maybe keep that to myself, because some people are like... Like, people enjoy the stories. You know, sometimes I think... You know, th- this is something I don't know if I've said before. Obviously, um, by the way, I just want to come out and say, whilst I go slightly off track here... You know what number episode of podcast this has been? How many I have done of my solo? No, not of just the Sly Guy podcast, but of the Sly Guy podcast and Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Because here's the thing. 
the Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast is very much like Wimbledon, the football team, you know? Carries along for many years, then they became the MK Dons. Same team, same club, just different names. So as time went on, I realised um, the Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast is a fucking atrocious name of a podcast. The logo on it was stupid. It had my full body on it. <laughs> just me standing there with really weird writing. Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. You know, that was odd. Um, I got a little sticker made for it, which, by the way, actually, I think I might have a, a copy of. See, Ben, can you see that? That's oh, that's my other, look at my other cover of my computer screen that I have. People are like, what What are these logos? Sly Guy Podcast, the best podcast of all. Boytown is something I used to do. Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. And then, believe it or not, just a Harvey Price sticker because I bought some Harvey Price merch and he's my favourite celebrity. So... That was the logo of the Avelli's Weird Podcast. And then I realised this is not going to go anywhere. I need to change it. And now we have the Sly Guy Podcast. So that's fine. So basically what I'm saying is my solo podcast. You know how many episodes, Ben, we're sitting on right now? What episode this will be? Have a guess. 90 something. No, you twat. It's 198. So we're two off basically my 200th solo podcast. Two, And you know what we're doing for it, Ben? We're doing a lot. No, we're not. Because I only just realised this week that it was going to be 200 episodes in like two weeks. So what we'll probably do is come in here and just do another regular podcast. Or what I might do is say, Ben, you know, I might I might give you a wee, a wee bonus, maybe an extra, how's 350 sound? 3.53 pounds 50, not 353.50 for you to go back over every episode ever and make a highlights reel. A highlights reel of everything, of all the podcasts, and you know, obviously Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast didn't have video, so what I'm thinking is you could just like, stop motion, make a plasticine figure of me doing it, and then that's what we could do to celebrate the 200th episode, but anyway, my point being is, aren't I great, <laughs> and aren't I a really wonderful man to be out to give you these hours of entertainment, Um. To be totally honest, I don't know where where I got onto that from. That's what it was me uploading things. But that's the point. You know, sometimes you forget. You go so far, you work so hard, and in the end it doesn't even matter, as I think, I don't know, Confucius or Mark Twain said. But that is where we're at, and I apologise for fucking up last week. But for episode 200, Ben, you have two weeks to think of something. If, if there's something we can do different or something we can do fun... You know, maybe we can do it. Maybe I should, uh, I mean, I know what people would want to see. People would want to see me just scrap episode 200 and do like an episode of the Serial Killing a Podcast, the Patreon podcast that everybody loves. Ben, what would, what would you say? Like this podcast now, I'm still on 198 reviews for the Sly Guy podcast, Dave Alex Weird podcast, whatever. It's now Sly Guy. So Dave, you know what? It's dead naming. It's like calling my podcast Bruce Jet. No, it's Caitlin. I'm Caitlin now. I'm Caitlin. I love Caitlin. Fuck Bruce. That's where we're at. So what I think we should do for the episode 200 is just, you know, make, make a real a real song and dance about it somehow. Normally, in the real world, we would do a live podcast, but I have too many live shows. I'm doing stand-up all the time now, and people would be like, oh, fuck this guy. I don't want to go and see him again. <laughs> don't want to... Fuck that. So I don't know. We'll figure out a way to maybe... 
make it special, you know, and see what we can do if we figure that out. Because we're still doing like so much other stuff with with the Patreon content in the minute and the Champions League of Weird. That Ben, how many hours a week are you working on top of your day job to do this Champions League of Weird? Uh, too many. Too many. So like he's working. How how many hours are you work in your actual day job a week? Uh, Nine to five, all right. Dolly, relax. How many hours is that? Like 30 hours a week? 40. 40 hours a week. So then say on top of that, what, 70 extra? Yeah, so like what I'm saying is you probably should pull a finger out and do a bit more. But um, it's going good. I made a mistake. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, and by the way, Ben, can I just ask you a question? Is there a big red mark on my head? My head's really sore right in the middle. And is there a big red mark on it? No. See, before we recorded, by the way, I'm I'm letting people behind closed doors here. I'm letting them into the magic of podcasts. Before we started, I was recording something else, and I got so angry because I kept kept getting fucking lines wrong that I grabbed the mic and repeatedly banged myself in the head with it out of frustration. And I think I might have cracked my skull. You know, I've really hit hard because you see the thing about this is the microphone actually underneath the it's it's a full thing of metal, so you know I think I may be concussed. And I'm not feeling all that good. Imagine I just died, just on the podcast. Um, would you still upload it, I hope? Yeah, but I'd wait for the hour mark and then pack up. Oh, right, okay. But, I mean, obviously if I were to die, you'd phone. Like, you, you keep the cameras rolling, get the like, ambulance and all, come and take me away. But if I did die, would you post the episode and then just, like, make it a, a, a memoriam of me? Directly on the Patreon of it. Nice, and do you, you know all the passwords to my Patreon, don't you, fucking son of a bitch? Damn bastard. But, I mean, yeah, it's fun. That's what we've been doing. I ballsed up last week. I'm sorry. Hopefully this week we'll be back to normality again. Now, I know a lot of listeners initially came on board with this podcast to get um, advice and insider info about like just me the entertaining guy that I am and a lot of people know know that I'm a big big fan of my garden of gardening of working in the garden so much so that we actually had a troll account called I think the Angry Moors Club getting at me about lawn mowing but guess what did I tell you that I met the Angry Moors did I yeah I fucking did at a gig and you know what the Angry Moors were just a little fruit. <laughs> just this guy, just real little dweeb guy. And I, I expected the Angry Moors to be, you know, just big fucking, mm, just big man's man, bald man with like fucking earrings and replay jeans on and fucking knock your bollocks in or stuck you over or do something like that. But just this guy was just a young boy and like a oversized jumper and he was drinking rosé. I was like, you're the one fucking giving me shit about my garden? piece of shit and that was the end of that the angry moors club stopped giving it that but anyway i wasn't in my garden as much as i have been have been talking about doing the garden as much and i know a lot of people have been annoyed at that but fret not for davy tits march was back in the garden again today and guess what ben it's it's a story i feel like who's the guy the that made the Hobbit, you'll obviously know that Peter Jackson, I think it was him, Michael's uncle. <laughs> he, um, is like a nerd guy that likes really long, developed stories that like last three and a half hours, isn't it? The guy he wrote it. Or the guy he no, J J J J R Tolkien wrote it, didn't he? Or J R R Tolkien or J J R? He gives a fuck. Top Mister Tolkien wrote it, but Peter Jackson directed it, didn't he? So my point being. 
Peter Jackson likes long stories. He likes there to be a start, a middle, that lasts maybe three hours. Then he sort of rounds it up at the end. He likes character development. He likes story arcs. He likes um, A, B, and C stories. Probably D, E, F, G stories as well, which I think was the book by Roald Dahl. But my point being, he doesn't just like it to go in a straight line. He likes there to be drama, curves, ups and downs, rounds abouts, come back and land in a safe position. Why I'm saying this is because that's what happened today when I cut my garden. There were twists, there were tales, there were moments of emotion, despair, triumph, ultimately, with your hero. So it had been a while. Let's just say the grass hadn't been cut improbably. I'd, you know, maybe over a month, Ben. I don't know how often would you cut your garden. As a dad man yourself, how often would you cut your garden? just generally speaking so um, obviously during summer you don't need to do it as much because everybody knows the sun the god of the sun Apollo I don't know look up a, tell me a sun god real quick the god of the sun um, Helos Helos oh Helios of course that's what um, I used to go to sunbed shop in Lisburn Road called Helios by the way and that, that's what, what what it is I mean what's the Apollo the god of Please tell me sodomy, because that's my other fit, secret hobby. Um, it's generally accepted nowadays to say that Apollo took Helios' title as his god of the sun. Ben. The master of the skies. This guy. The king of knowledge. The super genius. The who wants to be a millionaire champion in the making. Apollo, not yeah, Helios is the god of the sun, but fuck that. Apollo came in and overthrew him. So this guy knows Greek mythology. Alright? So anyway, the sun affects the growth of the garden. You leave it for a bit. Now, what had happened, I'd probably left it too long. My garden was a little bit like, you know, in, in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and the kids could go to the garden, and it's like a big fucking jungle. That's what my garden was like. Now, the thing about that is, I had sort of been procrastinating now I've spoken before about my level of procrastination there's been times whereby you know I I argued for a long time that I was the 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 up the opposite of a procrastinator I said like I was an efficient guy wasn't distracted easily until my wife got me do you ever do you ever have that Ben do you ever get just got and you can't argue something you've just been proven entirely wrong and you just have to go is what it is now I think I've said this in the podcast so I'll not go deep into it but the true story was I remember I was sitting on this very laptop on the sofa beside my wife. I was complaining because I had some writing to do. I had some work I needed to do. And I was like, Duh, I have so much work to do and I never get anywhere. And she was like, that's because you procrastinate too much. And I went, you know, just real angry, defensive. I was like, no, not angry because it sounds like I'm an aggressive sort of, you know, an abusive husband. No, I just got defensive. I like, I was like, what are you talking me, how, I, I'm just, and I was patronising her because obviously she is a very intelligent nurse. You know, that's her job. She's a nurse. She's much more intelligent to me. She's much more practical than me. 
you know, her thinking's very practical. So I often play the sort of the whimsical creator. You know, I like to be like, I'm an artist. I need to be in the mood to write. You just can't switch it on like a switch, darling. You need to be inspired. And I was like, I, I am not inspired. I cannot. I'm trying. I was like, I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to tune in. You just cannot turn creative on. You know, you have to. Like, I, I remember once, um, I, like a, a, a producer once told me, he goes, like, being a creative talent is like, jacking off a dick and I was like what do you mean by that and he goes you can't you can't always come you can stroke it you know you can get it out you can rub it a little bit but ultimately you know is Moby Dick gonna boke not necessarily you need to have the right circumstances you know you need to have the right mood you need to be turned on you need to have a full old sack you need to everything needs to be in line for that creativity to just spurt out all right um and obviously since that analogy was made. Said producer has now been cancelled. Okay, um, you know, good luck, Harvey. Hope prison doesn't hurt you too much. But what I was sort of saying was like, you can't just turn on. You need to be. And I'm trying. I'm like, I'm trying to. You know, I'm trying to jerk this hypothetical cock of creativity, but it's not coming out. And my wife just went to me. She goes, Dave, you're you're a procrastinator again. I was like, thou must not speak anymore. This is offensive. I nearly started to cry. And Catherine goes, Dave, look at your screen. I went, what? She goes, you're procrastinating. Look at your screen. And I just looked at my computer screen and um, I was looking at the screen and looking back at me was none other than former Zimbabwean president Robert Mugabe. Um, And you're probably like, it's not the weirdest thing of all to be on your computer screen. Maybe you were on BBC News. Google Images, I was um, in the middle of Google Images, seven pages in the Google Image searching Robert Mugabe, just at that time to see what he was up to. Now, this was before he died. I did find out he was just hanging out in Singapore, just having a good time, being a rich man. But, you know, to get seven pages deep into Google Images um, was procrastinating. And in that moment, I put my hands up and I said, listen, I was wrong. Once again, twice I apologise in this pocket. Can you edit this, Ben? I do not want there to be two. Take it out. So my point being, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to you have to, to do things. Sometimes I procrastinate. I leave the garden longer than it needed to be left. And I thought, right, today's the day. I need to just face it. It's like my goldfish. I need to clean my goldfish. Did them today. Took too long. Their wee bowls getting a wee bit dirty looking. And I felt bad because... You know, I, I killed one of my goldfish not that long ago, poor old Gaston, RIP. He's been replaced by a dude called Gaspard, which is sly because it's such a similar sound and name that your kids, you know, think it's the same fish because they're only three in one. But actually, you know, it's a slight phonetic difference, Gaston, Gaspard. Easy to do. So I cleaned them. They're clean. Thought, you know what, I'll be productive. Cut the grass. Finally, today's the day. So my garden's like a, a big fucking jungle Catherine said to me I, I was like listen do you have you seen any dog shit in the garden because obviously if any of our dogs just out there you know doing what he does normally nowadays he just does his morning shit and his evening shit he's like an old man in the morning he'll do his shit with a paper in the evening before bed he'll do his shit normally both in his walks and he does that with me I pick it up you know as a responsible dog owner put it in the bag and I just fuck it into people's back gardens Um, but I thought there's maybe one or two poos he might have just done in the garden. Now, the grass is so long, it's probably hard to see. Catherine goes to me, no, 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 no. 
there's no shit out there. And I went, I'll take your word for it. I'll trust you because that's what being married is about, trust and a bond and reliance on the other person's information and their integrity. And that's what I did. So I went out, turned on the old, the lawnmower, got it going and started cutting the grass. Long, you know, very long, long grass. I needed probably an actual lawnmower 4.0 to take that grass down. Um, and within five minutes, I just started hearing my lawnmower make this noise. And then just what can only be described as a mushroom cloud of smoke erupted from the electric lawnmower. Um, and then it it just packed in, basically. I thought, this is the end. Now, I have actually had my lawnmower longer than I have known my wife. So that shows you that it's a, it's a, it's a trusty piece of apparatus. I have amended it over the years. Like, you know about fuckboys amend their cars, put a wee spoiler in the back of it, stuff like that. I have amended my lawnmower. Like, there's a lot of parcel tape around it, keeping bits on. Little screws have been glued in. You know, it's like it's been amended by me. Like, I have proper over the years. So rather than just pack it in, I turned it upside down unplugged it and then just tried to like figure out what was wrong and lo and behold nothing could be done i fixed what i could i took the rotary blade off i checked everything reset it punctured inside just burnt out the smell of burning it was done very upsetting for me to lose that uh, to lose that lawnmower but again the task was was started and i don't know about you guys but for me I, i'm the sort of guy that i i i almost think i'm mentally unwell you know i think that there are certain things that I do that just, you know, they're probably, I guess, they're probably, um, you know, positive in some aspects, but also seriously mental in others. Like, if I start something, I will not rest until it's finished, you know? Like, it's like, do you know in Gladiator, whenever Maximus vowed he would get vengeance for the murder of his wife and his and his son? That's what I, I'm like about just basic day-to-day tasks. You know, like if I started my garden, you know, I would be like, my name is David Robert Elliot, father of Holly and Matilda. I will cut my grass in this life or the next. And that was how I felt about this. So rather than just, you know, leave it and be like, listen, we'll get another day. I took myself off the home base, fire the dump, got rid of my old um, lawnmower, left it in there, cried, went to home base, got a new lawnmower, got it back. Wow, this baby was impressive. I very quickly moved on. But straight in, this new lawnmower, you can change, Ben, the settings on how long you want your grass. Have you ever heard of, heard of that before? Unbelievable. It's from, what you know what it goes up to? Seven. So I, I got at the long grass with a seven. You know, a few snakes in there, fucking hell, a few fucking cheeky wee bitches and all. A few mouthy wee fucking two-faced touts in there, fucking snakes in the long grass and all. But cut it. <clears throat> Loved it, that was fine. Within a couple of minutes, I could smell shit. So... Obviously, what had happened, I just blended up a couple of Vinny's turds just in my brand new lawnmower. Wasn't happy about that. Then you only realised that there was shit in it. You know when you're scooping it into the bin and you're like, this water's away, this grass is a little bit muddy and sticky. Full shit and fucking raging about that. So obviously, I've been lied to by my wife. Trust was broken. Don't know if it'll ever get back. Um, You know, PM me for details. But um, that was fine. Had to clean away a lot of his shit. Had to put all his toys away get the grass cut, it was an arduous challenge, but I finally got it completed, the grass is cut, I did it myself, despite being told there's no poo in the garden, there was lots of poos, actually after I, I shoveled the shit with my actual hands, I went into the house, got the poo bags, and did 
Iraqi around the garden just looking for poos, which is a very old man thing to do. Like I was walking, like you know whenever you see um, crime scene investigators and they're like, there's lines of them just walking through fields looking for clues. I was walking my hands behind my back just looking for dog shit, scooping it up, tying it and fucking into the neighbor's garden out of the way. But we eventually got there. We got the grass cut. It was... It was a lot of fun, and see, having a new lawnmower that's bigger, heavier, with with more chopping ability, you you could really see the difference. And like, I, I feel like my garden now is like a Premier League football ground. It is just fucking beautiful looking. It's an immaculate lawn. Obviously, within five minutes of completing it, the dog's out digging holes in it because he's a piece of shit. But that felt good, and I felt you know vindicated. Got the new lawnmower, feeling good, grass cut, all's well in the world now. At the end of this, I truly did something that to me was just, you're an old man. You know, you are an old man. And it was a life hack that I want to share with you. Whenever I had to erect my new lawnmower, I had to follow the instructions. I'm a big keen guy for instructions. I like the instruction manuals. I like to see what's going on. I like to know where we're at. I like to work on things, whatever. So I got my instruction manual out and I thought, I'm throwing the box out got to keep the instruction manual then I reached into my pocket just to try and find a pen for some reason I just like the mark, mark instruction books do you ever do this pen just mark even though it says on the front what it is I just write in big writing what it's for because sometimes whenever you're like sco- scooping through the drawer you can't always see the image or the you need to so I just have to write the right lawnmower on it didn't have a pen in my pocket but you know what I did have the receipt for said lawnmower so without even thinking about it just dad mode switched on I got the receipt out, put it in the instruction manual, and put it in the man drawer. So now I know that if something goes wrong with my new lawnmower, which by the way it has actually broken already, but don't don't let Catherine know this, and um, because whenever I was emptying the you know the the thing that holds the grass, I emptied a bit vigorously and broke a little bit of plastic, so it doesn't fully connect as it should. But again, I'm not going to take it back because. I want to amend it myself. I like to modify my lawnmowers. I like to soup them up. So I put that in there. So now if there's any problems, serious problems, I've got a two-year warranty agreed on it. I've got my receipt and my instruction manual. So if anybody out there is looking some some life hack tips, that's what you do. Legit life hack tips. Because I know, I know Shane has been talking about life hacks before, like how to test if um, a piece of chicken is raw or not. He would uh, open it up and, and touch it with his tongue, which is a pretty weird thing to do. But I don't want to be, you know, a, a, a bald comedian taking Shane's stuff and making it my own and, you know, profiting on it. So what I will do is not do weird life hacks. I'll just do good life hacks. So that's one life hack for me is to put the receipts in the instruction manual. My second life hack, Ben, is to always keep a Stanley knife in your glove box your car you know why that is because if anyone fucking starts on you and cut their throat only joking that's just (laughs) just silly what it's actually for if and again not everyone will have this luxury because i know a lot of people live in like cities and stuff and like not aren't fortunate enough or or well off enough to live by the sea like myself you know if if you crash into the ocean you can cut seatbelts with it you know what i mean just try and save people and break windows so it's good to have the sound knife in there speaking of which have you seen the video, Ben, this week online of the fight at Bangor Marina? I've heard people shouting. Yeah. Did you hear what they were shouting? 
tremendous. Now people are on giving off about this. Can, can we play it? Let's get it. Let's get it up here. I mean, what about that? You live in a boat, mate. <laughs> Sensational. Now, to be fair, a 10k boat's nothing to be nothing to be sniffed at, you know. But I'd love to know the origin. That see if you're the guy. If you're the guy, and I know a lot of people are giving this dude jip. You know, boasting that his mum's house cost 750k. Listen, you, you, I'm a fan of your work. If if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast. Please do. We'd love to get you on Zoom and just sort of find out a bit more about that story. The King of North Downs door is open for people like you. The guy in the 10k boat, don't bother. Don't bother getting in touch. You're fine. But the guy, the, the guy whose mummy's house is 750k. Yes, that is brilliant. And what a North Down argument at Bangor Marina where I walk my dog every day. Tremendous. Tremendous to see. Love to see it. That's superb. Ben, what do you think of that? It's, it's your kind of guy as well. Absolutely. Hero. Absolute hero. If... Maybe that's a t-shirt I should get made for myself, just not for merch, nothing. Just get a t-shirt saying my mum's house worth 750k. It'd be very, very enjoyable, certainly. So yes, my life hack number two is to have the uh, Stanley knife in the glove box just in case you go underwater and you need to cut people out of their, uh, their seatbelts. And my third one, see if you're out walking your dog and he does a big shit and you don't have any poo bags. Eat it. There you have it. There you go. That's some life hacks for you. That was the story of my of my um my garden escapades, and you know I'm feeling good. Had no cats in the garden, Ben, since we got the uh the wee cat repellers, and also maybe probably the fact that I've got a giant dog out there now, probably does the job as well. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, Ben, I feel like I've been talking for way too long. What what even time is it? Half an hour, nice guys. Listen, we'll just fire into the um, into the sponsors. I was going to do a message to the Taliban, but Ben tells me apparently we don't get many listens in Afghanistan. So, by the way, guys, I just wanted, I just, I still feel like I need to say this, you know, because people are posting on social media and stuff. But um, can can the can Taliban fucking knock in the head? Would just come on, think think properly. People don't like the way you're getting on. You're acting like bollockses. Let the people go to the airport. Let them leave. And, you know, it's, it's like haters are going to hate regardless, Taliban. So what I'm saying to you guys is, you know, just just take the ones that love you and try to, you know, build your wee regime and all, but be sound. You know, be sound. And, um, you know, it'll be all right. And then if I do get any sort of, you know, Afghanistan listens on this podcast, I'll shit myself. I'll be terrified. But like, yeah, just just knock it in the head, and a wee bit like I, I do. I do feel like I need to call the Taliban out a bit too, Ben. I feel like those guys need to, you know, think about the 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 actual the ramifications of their behaviour. You know why? Like, if I asked you, Ben, what do you think some of the some of the impact or reaction to what the Taliban have done would be like what, what do you how do you think people would react to their actions no like how, how do you think they're like practically how do you think some of the Taliban's actions like what responses do you think they 
would cause in people? Like, how do you think the Taliban's behaviour would cause people to react? What would people do following their behaviour? Violently. Violently leave, escape the country, you know, emigrate, things like that. That's how you think that the Taliban's actions affect people sort of initially. But you know what the secondary problems the Taliban's behaviour are causing? I'm losing clothes. You know why? I got home from work the other day, went into my bedroom to find my lovely wife, Catherine, just putting loads of my clothes in the bin bags. I was like, what are you doing? She was like, oh, for the people in Afghanistan. I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, the refugees and stuff are coming over here and they're going to need clothes. I was like, bitch, that's the Arsenal kit from this season. Take take it out of the, Stop just giving my stuff away. She's like, oh, you don't wear this? I'm like, I just bought it yesterday. Of course you don't wear it. And also Arsenal are shit and I'm embarrassed, but that's not the point. Stop putting clothes that I wear in bags for refugees, please, with all due respect. And then she started putting stuff in. Now, I've been made fun of before. Whenever I was on holidays, one of my mates genuinely said to me, by the way, I spoke about him on the Tea With Me podcast with Shane, where I did say this guy just eats plain tuna. IDST, by the way, he does eat plain tuna, so fuck him. But he also mocked me by saying I only wear black t-shirts. He actually went to me, are you like Ricky Gervais or... Um, Steve Jobs and I went I wish I wish it was like Ricky Gervais because he's like my comedian idol great writer rich guy you know inspiration and I wish it was like Steve Jobs because he's dead so yeah I do wish it'd be like that but he was like oh yeah like, was this a line of of black t-shirts and I was like yeah it's, it's what I like I like to wear black t-shirts they're slimming whatever get off my back she, my, Catherine was just firing all these black t-shirts in the bags for the the refugees and I was like, why are you doing that? She's like, yeah, I just think you have too many of them. I like them. you know. And then, as always, this is the thing with wives. They like you to wear clothes that they think look good, but it's not what you want to wear. Now, if it was the other way around, if you imagine, imagine dressing your own wife in what you wanted them to wear, it would just be high heels and <laughs> lingerie always, you know, Maybe it'd be like reverse lingerie, you know, like I would just have, you know, like, you know, the, the, the be thongs or the reverse thongs, which are just like the fabric that would be on the outside of a thong, which means there's nothing in the middle. So you can just see everything, you know, it's like probably to be fair, the most obsolete underwear available. Just if anything, it'll just rub in the wee bit that like your hip connects with your, your vash, you know, but that's what I would have them wear. And my wife would just have me looking like a grown up little boy who goes to church you know like in a wee shirt and a wee fucking pair of trousers and a wee pair of brogues and look at me and I would not be comfortable I'm comfortable in a black t-shirt and shorts alright and that's it but my wife's given all these to refugees which by the way if you have a white shirt or a black shirt like I have from a distance my, my shirts look awful an awful lot like an ISIS flag so what I'm saying is don't be giving them away give them a shit stuff to them you know stuff they don't wear anymore by all means but at the same time you're not going to get <laughs> Afghanistani refugees that are my size. People will be walking around looking like gangster rappers in my big double XL job. He's like, it'll not be a sweet look. So Taliban, knock it in the head. Let people come back. Stop killing people. And also just let me keep my favourite clothes. All right? <laughs> you pricks. And by the way, you know who I think needs to go to Afghanistan? Gokwan. Because the Taliban have no fashion. They can't be wearing dresses and waistcoats and Nike Air Maxes and turbans and fucking sunglasses. Like, guys, pick a style and stick to it. You know, pick a style and stick to it. At least the, the like, the UDA have a good style. 
the vests, the jeans, the IRA, the wee iron jumpers. You know, Taliban, yous are like a mixture of everything. Sort it out, yous look wick. And go, go, go and see a hairstylist as well, because your hair's all shit. Hey, Taliban, yous look stupid, yous are stupid. Fuck yous. There you go, that's enough about Taliban, Ben, okay? And by the way, if there's even one listen in Afghanistan here, take a podcast down. Take it down. And in fact, you know, guys, Taliban, I'm sorry. For what I said last week, Joe Biden's a wee dick, and I love yous. <laughs> you know, there we go. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I mean, what a segue into the next section. The Sly Guy podcast is brought to you in association with Bebe Adriano. It's a multi-award winning burrito bar on the high street in my hometown in Bangor. That's right, they don't sell you burritos out of a 10k boat, mate. No, they sell them out of their shop. In the high street, you can get burritos, burrito bowls, fajitas, and if you're a physique guy like me, you can get salads as well. Um, you can get any filling you want, basically, apart from stuff that tastes like shit. I mean, what a place, <laughs> what a place. The trademark meals you have are their box meals, the trademark dirt box, which is just very tasty. We've tried that. It's half chips, half rice, chicken, chili con carne, beef, pulled pork, peppers, onions, tomato salsa, sweet corn salsa, and a cheese of your choice. And then, of course, the podcast favourite. If you're a listener of Sly Guy Podcast, you've heard me talk about the Dirty Cock and Cow Box, which is marinated steak, Mexican chicken, fries, sweet potato fries, peppers, onions, tomato, corn salsa, lettuce with a sauce of your choice. And you know what we go for here, Ben? You know smoked paprika every time. So if you're looking 10% off, get the Baby Adriano's Bespoke app at the App Store or on the Android Store, wherever you get your apps. You get 10% off your first order um, if you get that app. Or if you just want to be old school, Pick up the phone, dial 028 That's 028 Say, Davy sent you. Say, get your dirty cock in my mouth phrase and just say you love it. Sly Guy Podcast is also brought to you in association with the next dimension ball shavers themselves, Manscaped. Wow, this Euro was pretty amazing, but there's a masterclass to get ready for the new season, and this is men's grooming. The Masters have done it again. They're winning the Player of the Month award, Manscaped, because they've just launched their fourth generation performance package. Included is their new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Wow, this trimmer is unbelievable. I have, you know what, Ben and I did something, we made a wee video exclusively for Patreon, where we both tried to cut each other's ball bags with the lawnmower 4.0 it was almost like it was like we were doing some kind of fencing tournament but we we're just trying to cut our dicks and balls i mean it was it was a it was a fun evening it was not it was a fun evening you know i tried to nick your balls you got me i was like ah touche um but not, not a bit of blood was was drawn you know not a bit of blood was drawn because the lawnmower 4.0 is that accurate it's that smooth it's that clean it can have your bollocks looking clean as a whistle and i mean Ben, this is a personal question. I'm sorry to bring it up in the podcast, but do you ever get a little bit of hair growing on your actual penis shaft? Around the base, not like in the midsection. You know, like, if it's just like a fucking paintbrush, a bit weird, like a dog comes out like a lipstick and all. Like, just a wee bit around the base. You know, a wee bit of base. You know, we're talking about Afghanistan. you got a bit of base. You don't need fucking pubes in your base camp. Get rid of them. 
get rid of your pubes with the lawnmower 4.0 this has got the ceramic blades you can interchange the blades if one gets too old you want a brand new one to keep it nice and fresh you've got a wireless charger now you don't even have to plug it in this baby charges and you can charge on the go and just it's got the led light to see your dick and all in the dark i mean i would recommend you, you shave your balls with a bit of light on but i mean if you want to do it in the dark like you're some kind of space pervert you can do that um the performance package 4.0 includes a trimmer the weed whacker which is an ear and nose hair trimmer for old guys like me and ben as well as you get mixtures of formulations so you get the um ball deodorant which i'm using at the minute because it's hot weather it's clammy and nobody wants a sticky ball bag like you're not going to want to rim somebody when they lift the ball bag if there's a stinky winky there no way keep it clean there's also ball wipes ben uses them just to chill out before the start of the podcast it is the shit and if you want the most shaved ball bag in the country or in the universe go over to manscaped.com use the code slyguy they get 20% off and free shipping. That's the code SlyGuy at Manscaped.com. We love it. The SlyGuy podcast is also brought to you in association with Modest Beer, the independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. Brewed in Camden, Hollywood County Down, Modest on a journey with one clear goal in mind to bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. Modest have a few more tins that if I don't get delivered to me soon, I'm just gonna I'm actually gonna do an episode where I fuck Modest Beer out the window because these tins are old. We want the new ones. We want the stout, we want the wee nice yellow one with a wee hint of lemon in it, and we want it now, alright, Modest? But if you want to know more about what I'm talking about here, go and check out Modest Beer at Modest Beer on all socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or go to their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist. Ben, do you know your nearest Modest stockist? No. Mm. It's me, probably, that I give it to you because they're sponsored podcast, but we'll not worry about it. Listeners' questions. In fact, fuck! I always forget to promote myself, don't they, Ben? On this stupid... Stupid bastard podcast. Every podcast I go on, I forget to tell people about my shows. I have two shows now, Ben. Get get this up here. I am doing two big shows from now until the end of the year. The big one, Ulster Hall, December 17th with my new show, Pillow Talk. This is going to be the greatest experience of my comedic career. You want to be there for it. Tickets are moving very well for it. I'm excited. It's looking like it might sell out. My little bum is tingling. Because, it, to be fair, I pegged myself before I came here, so it's probably that, but also with excitement. Um, so that's going to be a brand new show. Now, people might be like, what do you mean? Why are you doing two shows? I'm going to tell you why. I'm doing another show at the Limelight on the 19th of September, just after my birthday. Like, what a great guy. Just after my birthday, I'm doing a show. And you're like, why should I go to see this show, Dave, and... No, and you don't have to pick. They're two entirely different shows. The show in the limelight is almost the best of slash material. It's not going to go on the pillow talk. And you're going, why are you doing a show like that so soon before you do your big show at Ulster Hall? And I'm saying, baby, it's to make clips. It's to promote Ulster Hall. It's to try and get clips out there to show the best of me. You know, so get to that show if you want to be part of it. It's going to be filmed like a special, and it's going to be a really great time. There are, you know, how many seats there are for the limelight show, Ben? Seven. And six of them are sold. So my point is, go to my social media, go to the wee link in the bio, and buy yourself a ticket because I'm telling you, it'll sell out. And then people will be uh, messaging me, be like, oh, can you give me two? No, because there's a pandemic. And we can't just fucking 
squeeze people in because you're my friends or my patrons or fucking whatever. You know what I mean, guys? We can't do that. So just go to my fucking socials, follow the scene, get the show, get the tickets. Get out of my face. There we go. Listeners' questions. Violin Mecca said, What's your motorway service station meal of choice? Partial to a Burger King, XL, Bacon, Double Cheeseburger myself. Currently eating one as I, as I t- type. Well, if you, what you're basically asking me in a roundabout way there, Mick, is what do I get when I'm an apple green? And the answer is either a Greg's, a Subway, or a Lavazza. Always a Lavazza. Mostly a Greg's. Sometimes a Subway. Never a Burger King. Because um, I just don't really think you know. Here's the thing about Burger King: McDonald's is is the is the supreme. Now people be like, "Oh no, Burger King's burgers are nicer." Oh yeah, that may be the case. The burgers might be nicer, but all the other shit you get in Burger King, King tastes like shit. You get shitty fucking chips that taste like oven chips. They're stinking. They're not fucking nice. They're bad texture. You can only get Pepsi. Ugh. They don't have chocolate milkshakes. They're equivalent to McFlurries. It's kind of like saying like, oh, you could have a you could have a T-bone steak or you could eat an Iceland crab steak. It just doesn't compare. Fuck Burger King. Don't fuck you, Mick. I was going to say fuck Burger King, fuck you, but it don't mean that. Burger King's not for me. You go, what you do, you go to service station, you go to Greg's, you get two pasties, you get like a... Uh, so do a chicken, we a wee chicken, it's not a pasty, it's a wee, what's, what are they called, they're like wee squares, pocket, I don't know, fucking, who cares, and you get a cheese and onion one, okay, then you go to Lavazza, get a wee, um, motherfucking latte, hee <laughs> hee, and then go, on your travels, that's what you do, um, Naomi has said, once you see it, you can't unsee it, and she has sent me a photo of her in the hood, wow, that's true, once you see it, you can't, only joking, that's not the case, she has sent me a perverted, New story. Dun, dun, dun. Um, there's a girl called Becca here on TikTok who said she got a guardian angel tattoo on her back and I think it's safe to say... I mean, I don't really know. Yeah, right, okay. It's meant to show her hugging her guardian angel but it looks a little bit like... I mean, you know... I want to see what it's... Once you see it, you can't unsee it. You need to get touched up ASAP. You know, I don't really know what it's supposed to look like. Um, believe it's much more X-rated. Let me see. what. It's, as long as you like it. As long as you like it, that's what really matters, love. Post on TikTok, Becca showed off was meant to be Guardian Angel. Um, she explained the design was intended... But people realised the Incan looked like a woman in a rather compromising position that many were unable to see. Um, I don't see what they're what they're doing here, Ben. Do you? Ah, yes, I see now. Okay, it looks like a woman eating someone's ass. There we go. <laughs> there we go, Ben. Make sure you put that image up there. It looks like a woman, possibly doing. I mean, some kind of rim position there like a, perhaps a, a a lie down 69 or something um which by the way you know that that is a different kind of guardian angel love maybe that's what you want from your guardian angel maybe you think 
in life, all you need from your guardian angel is just an arm around the shoulder when maybe you need their face up your ass. You know, maybe that's what you need. You know, my guardian angel's my granny. You know, in many respects, she's up there looking out over me. Maybe she needs to just come down and eat my ass more. I don't know. That might... My that might help, who knows, the ASAP podcast can go fuck themselves, alright, they have said, just talk about Arsenal, no, I'm not going to do that, bald Jimmy has said, do you think Arteta is shit, and who else would sacrifice himself, you know what, Arsenal are just the worst guys, the worst piece of shit guys, and they can just get fucked, and I hate Arsenal, don't want to talk about it, and next week I'll be raging too, because I get stuffed in Man City, Arteta needs sacked, the board needs sacked, I don't support Arsenal anymore, fucking hate it, Peter Woods has said, oh wow, this is, now, this is a good question, this is a question that makes me think, Peter Woods, if you went on Come Dine with me, what three courses would you cook for your guests, now, why this is a good question is because the answer that most people would go for is what their last meal would be, you know, what they would or have, no, it's what you can cook and what your strengths are, so for me, I would cook probably a nice sort of soup, maybe. I might maybe put, cook a seafood chowder. I reckon I can make a pretty killer seafood chowder. Then for main course, yeah. here's the thing. It has to be similar to what the seafood chowder is. It has to be, you know, something along those lines. I'd maybe go for, like, a nice piece of... A nice piece of monkfish, a real seared monkfish with some nice roasted vegetables. I think that'll be pretty nice. I pair it with a nice white wine. And then for dessert, I'll just stick it with a guardian angel. Just my ass for them. Just get down, just eat it right out. Like, and then, you know, maybe have a wee sorbet at the end. Like, cleanse your palate. But yeah, that's what I go for my three courses. Um, and John Joe said, Davey, call me crazy, but hear me out. This hashtag size Sly Swim. We get together a few Sly Hards on a weekly basis. And you charge them money for getting into Helen's Bay. What do you think? Now, what I like here is John Joe's getting at sea swimmers, who he knows I hate. But what he's saying is, like, a lot of these, um like, f- like trainer guys or, like, yoga instructor swimmer people are basically charging people to go down and do stuff they could just do for free in the open space. Now, what I want to mention on that before I go off it, um, I realised this week that um, there's different types of um, ratings for the seawater in and around the North Down area. And the worst rating, one off the worst rating is Helen's Bay. So that water's basically, you shouldn't be in it. All these sea swimmers are in it. I hope all their genitals fall off. I really do, truly, with all my heart. I hope they come, I hope in the future they end up, end up like the Chernobyl people. I really do. I hate sea swimmers. Um, Jay Red has said, I seen that by, t- I seen that by 2050, Inner Belfast will be covered in water. Global warming. Are you worried about the influx to the Highlands of North Down? No, because I will. I will take up arms, and I will defend North Down. Like we're, there's there are armaments all across North Down. We have the fort in Helen's Bay. I'll go there and defend. I'll go to the uh, the moat, the top of the moat in Donegadee. I'll go up there. The, the, there's armaments there, and then Bangor Castle. It's probably not the best defensive spot to be fair if anything it's just a nice building that's where i live so we'll probably go there um but yeah i, I mean i think people listening to this podcast are just moving to banger ben you've been a banger guy for how long have you been banger eight nine years eight or nine where were you before banger 
see, this is this is the route. The, the, this is the route of champions, would you say? Hollywood the banger. That's my route. Both in terms of where I've lived and also what gets me going. The thought of just, oh, Hollywood banger. Ooh, serious boner making <laughs> capabilities that. Like literally, if you're trying to turn me on, all you need to do is just show me the jail carriageway from Hollywood. The banger. Oh, I fucking love it. Or the train. Or just let me, let me listen to some Voy Vance or Snow Patrol. Oh, I'm in heaven. But yeah, I think, you know, the thing about it is, we will just put up, we will put up border checks and, you know, no no to a border in IRC, uh, but yes to a border in North Down. And also if there's, hey, see, to the, the give you a newsflash, guys, who are giving off about the border, there already is one. You know, because we don't have the same laws as there. So, bukkake yourselves. Um, Darren McCormick has said, you can send one person out of your friend group to, group to Afghanistan for a laugh or to sort it out. Who do you send? Now, I assume you mean my comedy friends because you wouldn't just know my mates. Like, I'd just be like, send Maka like because he kind of looks like a Taliban guy and he's a bit of crack. But um, out of my comedy friends... I would say Kieran Bartlett, you know, I think Kieran, <laughs> I think Kieran Bartlett would just be the funniest because Kieran, Kieran is a man after my own heart, you know, he just, he likes what he likes and he just can't put up with certain kind of things. Like we met for a coffee last week and it was before I did a gig in the Hatfield and he was like, let's meet in Botanic. I said, no problem. Go to Cafe Nero for a coffee. Normally we'd go to Cafe O when we're there, but apparently it was shut so as we got there he rang me it's like oh Cafe Nero shut there's like 6 o'clock and we were like what the fuck is this shut and then he's like right I'm going to try somewhere else so he went somewhere else it too was shut so I said listen Starbucks will be open go to Starbucks it'll be fine so I just parked on Botanic Avenue and I could just see Kieran making his way to Starbucks and he didn't know I was there and I could see him he was just by himself he walked up the door of Starbucks it too was closed and I just saw him pull the handle, his hand slip off, and he just literally went like this. <sighs> Fucking so raging. <laughs> like, no one else around, just pure rage. So annoyed. So I think you drop him in Afghanistan, he's just going to be like, he's <laughs> trying to talk to Mate, what the fuck, what are you, why, why are you doing this? And the Taliban be like, blah, 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 blah. By the way, probably offensive again, any listens to Afghanistan, pull this. But yeah, I just think Karen's, um disgust and frustration would be hilarious to witness um, with the Taliban. Um, are you surprised that Ratatat Biden's pulled out of Afghanistan? Yeah, because he got, he's got to go Ratatat elsewhere. It wouldn't make sense for him to go Ratatat in a place that actually needs a touch of Ratatat. No, he'll be just dropped, fly into Iran every second, ding, ding, get yourself some fucking oil, kish, kash, kosh. Um, and last but not least, Michael Kerr, by the way, probably least, because last week's question was, what's your opinion on people homework? And everyone doesn't. It was a stupid question. You're better than that. Michael has said, hey Dave, you shot down my question last week. Proper order. This has caused me to think long and hard about this week's question. Therefore, what's your favourite sex position? <laughs> Hilarious. I've said before, my favourite sex position is a 69. But unfortunately for me... You know, I mean, as a as a fat guy, you know, obviously, as a guy, you like getting sucked off. That's a winner. As a fat guy, I like to eat. So, I mean, two and two. 
that's that's a great position. Unfortunately for me, though, my wife's position is also number, but it's a ninety six, which means she sleeps top and toe, facing away from me every night. So there you have it. That's my sex life, and there you have it for the podcast, guys. Ben, this has been a fun episode. It started slow. I didn't know where we were going. The journey of my um, lawnmower experience didn't go where I wanted it to, but we found our way around again. We're back where we want to be here with the Sly Guy podcast. We're two off sucking my own dick in the review, so if you want me to do that on the podcast by next week, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Other than that, guys, enjoy your week. Come to see my stand-up shows. I'm gigging flat out at the minute. I'm loving it. I feel delighted to be back. And yes, fuck Arsenal, fuck the Premier League. See you next week. I'm the slack guy.